Greetings and welcome to HVAC Chats, a series of HVAC episodes by Contracting Business and Endeavor Business Media. I'm Terry McIver, Editor-in-Chief of Contracting Business Magazine and Director of Content for ContractingBusiness.com. HVAC Chats offers insights by guest HVAC contractors into their business management challenges and successes, and we will also provide insight by leaders from various HVAC associations on topics of interest to contractors. Our guests have many years of experience, and we thank them for sharing their insights with you, their contractor colleagues, and we also thank you for tuning in to each new episode. Now on to the show. Welcome to this podcast from Contracting Business, sponsored by Camours, with guests from Copeland and Heatcraft, titled Paving the Way to A2L Technology in Commercial Refrigeration. When a leading U.S. beverage distributor who's looking to stay ahead of the HFC phase-down partners with a global refrigeration solutions leader who is making gains with the use of A2L refrigerants in commercial refrigeration, the outcome is a next-generation refrigeration installation with real impact. In this podcast, our guests will provide their retrospectives on a recent installation for Hensley Beverage Corporation. Heatcraft, Copeland, and Camours will discuss project challenges and lessons learned from this successful collaboration to replace an aging R22 system with a sustainable low to medium temperature system and A2L technology. This installation for Hensley has effectively paved the way for companies throughout the commercial refrigeration industry to adopt refrigerant technologies that are both cost-effective and commercially sustainable. Our guests today are Jeff Warther, Market Development Senior Consultant with Camours, Mike Pennington, Director of Engineering for Heatcraft, and Joe Summers, Senior Product Manager for Copeland. Jeff Warther has been involved in the HVACR industry for nearly 35 years, working in roles from Service Manager, Territory Manager, and Product Support Engineer to Marketing Manager and Agency Liaison. He's held positions with Carrier, Danfoss, and Haberger Corporation. Joe Summers, Senior Product Manager for Copeland, has been working in collaboration with many of the highly skilled engineers at Copeland. He's now leading new product development activities as the Senior Product Manager for Scroll and Drives. In this role, he and his team developed scroll compressors, variable frequency drives, and low-power electronics focused on commercial refrigeration. Joe has worked in the electromechanical engineering industry for more than 15 years. Mike Pennington is the Director of Engineering at Heatcraft Refrigeration Products with more than 35 years of experience, primarily in HVACR. During his time in the industry, Mike has cultivated extensive knowledge in engineering, manufacturing, and product development and is well-versed in the complex regulatory environment including current and future Department of Energy and Environmental Protection Agency requirements and the evolving low GWP and alternative refrigerants landscape. Mike joined Lennox in 2010 and Heatcraft in 2017. Welcome, gentlemen, and I'd like to congratulate the team on getting the project up and running. My first question is, I will ask each one of you, were there any hurdles behind the normal ones that you had to deal with or which really surprised you? Jeff, let's start with you. 
Yeah, Terry, thanks. Um, from a Comboros perspective, it was definitely about the education. Um, while many both on inside and outside of the air conditioning and refrigeration industry knows there are changes coming, no one knew like all the details, right? So the good news is the standards and the codes were ready for this project. So it was just a matter of reviewing what changed related to the refrigerants and then how the change in the refrigerants impacted the equipment or maybe the components, as well as the installation and servicing. Now, we started the project making sure that everyone that was going to be involved was aligned on the A2L related codes and standards. And then once the team was aligned and confident of the path, we invited the city of Tucson into the discussions. Uh, we identified their questions related to the new regulations and then worked with organizations like the local fire department, uh, building officials, as well as the local AHJ, and provided the answers to their questions. So that's how things got started from our end. Excellent. And I will also mention that Comores, Heatcraft, and Copeland, during this uh, joint team-up, installed one of North America's first A2L refrigeration systems utilizing Option XL20, also known as R454C. That's an important detail. Then, Mike, what was Heatcraft's involvement? Yeah, thanks, Terry. And, and I, I agree with everything that, that Jeff said. And uh, I do want to give a shout out to Jeff for, for doing a fantastic job of marshalling us through this. Uh, there was a lot of meetings, a lot of things to coordinate to get done, and he did, a, did an awesome job there. So thank you, Jeff, for that. Yeah, for us, it was really just a matter of making sure we had the equipment designed for the application uh, with updated components properly applied for the project. And obviously, one of the most important components, the compressor, was required to meet performance and reliability requirements using this new refrigerant. Copeland certainly stepped up to provide those compressor products and the application data that we needed uh, to run simulations and make sure uh, that the product that we were designing was going to meet uh, all of the needs. Many of the other components, like refrigerant coils, the expansion valves and nozzles that were needed for the system did require some small adjustments, but that would generally be the case for changing any refrigerant. Uh, the good news is this R454C was very closely matched to our current R407C designs, so the changes were minimal and our simulation tools worked very nicely to validate the performance of this custom design. Excellent. Thank you. And then, uh, Joe, what was Copeland's role related to the compressor? Similar to Mike's comments, 454C is very similar in terms of its operating characteristics to R407C. Preparing the compressor uh, to work with R454C was not too complex, uh, kind of business as usual. There are some changes, uh, the labeling itself. There are some uh, onboard electronics uh, that were involved in this project where um, because of the flammable refrigerant, obviously those uh, electronics, we had to make sure and do things like uh, seal onboard relays or any other components that may potentially cause a, a spark or something like that in the event that there was a leak and there could be a, a safety hazard. We also uh, did quite a bit of work to ensure uh, the refrigerant compatibility for the compressor itself. I would say Copeland, we pride ourselves on providing a, a industry-leading reliable product. So uh, we did quite a few evaluations on whether or not it would work well, uh, whether or not we were going to have any oil problems. Uh, we did an extensive material compatibility testing and verification. Obviously, uh, all of that uh, went into providing these compressors to the Heatcraft and uh, ultimately the Hensley Be Beverage 
uh, to make sure that we uh, were providing the, the best product possible for this field trial. Uh, we've actually been monitoring uh, around 25 data points every second on the site too, through our electronics and monitoring. Uh, so far, everything appears to be going great. Uh, honestly, uh, the project itself, it appears to be uh, running exactly as it should be, which is a, a good sign and great news. Oh, absolutely. That's fantastic. Thank you. And as we all know, a key point in all of these different changes are how information and help is communicated to contractors and the end user. So my next question then is uh, for Jeff, how did you help the contractor and end user prepare for this project? Yeah, Terry, it, like I stated earlier, our involvement in this project was mostly about the education. Uh, the industry has been working on these new refrigerants for many years. And to build a training program, you need as many of those new guidelines or procedures or processes to be in place. Camors has worked with many industry organizations over the last 10 years, like ASHRAE, HRI, NATE, ACA, ESCO Institute, um, to help identify what was needed in an A2L refrigerant training program. And so Camors, we actually utilized ESCO Institute's low GWP refrigerant safety training program for this project. Better half of a day reviewing the refrigerant characteristics, tools, installation, service procedures. And then following the training, everyone took a certification exam. And I'm happy to report that everyone did pass the exam. We trained the refrigerant contractor, TBSI. Um, we also trained Hensley Beverages Maintenance Group, as well as others that were going to be part of the project. This way, everyone felt comfortable with what they needed to do to properly install the refrigeration equipment that both Heatcraft and Copeland provided for this project. That's fantastic. And those are great associations that themselves are deeply involved and care about the outcome. My next question for Mike, Mike, this project needed, it preceded regulations, safety standards, and codes that are all part of the move to lower GWP requirements driving the A2L refrigerants. How did this installation differ from what we'll see after the AMACT technology regulations and the new codes and standards go into effect? Yeah, that's a great question, Terry. For this project, building somewhat on what we heard a minute ago from Jeff, we did have to work a great deal with local government and code officials as a team to make sure that everyone was happy with our approach to using this mildly flammable uh, A2L categorized refrigerant. In the future, uh, this equipment will be listed by safety agencies to standards that accommodate the use of these mildly flammable refrigerants, and installers will need to uh, abide by the requirements of ASHRAE 15 to make sure they do what's appropriate when using the A2L. Uh, the equipment itself will be certified and constructed in accordance with these safety standards uh, through the listing and therefore acceptable for use per applicable local, state, and municipal codes. The most significant change to the equipment involves sensing for refrigerant leaks and controls that automatically invoke mitigation actions that can involve isolation valves and move, uh, movement of or exhausting of air in the conditioned space. So the regulations and standards are quite complicated. Uh, so we encourage partnering with a company like Heatcraft uh, to navigate this regulatory landscape all the way from technology and equipment selection for the future uh, and when to make those transitions to being prepared for labeling, record keeping and reporting requirements that start as early as January of 2025. Yes, they do. 
and that time will go very quickly. Joe, how did Copeland go about selecting their low GWP strategy in regards to the A2Ls used for this project? Well, so um, we looked at quite literally hundreds of different of refrigerants. I mean, there's the obvious uh, requirements of uh, the environmental impact, uh, the global warming potential of the refrigerant, uh, the, the safety considerations uh, that have to go into uh, refrigerant selection. But this R454C field test, it was our chance to test out what we identified through, because it's a balance between the performance characteristics of it, as well as the difficulty of implementation for the customer base. And R454C uh, kind of gave the best of all those worlds in balance. In this project in particular, the, the target was 150 uh, GWP global warming potential or less refrigerant. When we evaluated it against um, what would be typical like an R404A or 448A refrigerant, changes were not that significant besides the fact that it was an A2L versus an A1 refrigerant. Thinking about that, we wanted to minimize things like uh, cooling capacity loss, uh, we wanted to maximize uh, compressor efficiency. Uh, we wanted to minimize the challenges that a system manufacturer such as such as Mike uh, would experience in implementing it, uh, such as um, high discharge temperatures uh, or uh, things like a refrigerant glide uh, that would cause major changes in uh, system level design. We took all that into account and really looking at it through a lens of lowering the total cost of ownership of the system uh, R454C was uh, the ideal choice. Uh, we're actually approving R454C across all of our major compressor platforms uh, that we offer. Wow, that's great. And I wanted to ask this question through all of your various travels. And this, for any of you, is there a particular question or questions you have found contractors need answered most frequently as you visit them or speak at trade shows? This is for all of you. Anyone who wants to answer first can. Well, this is Mike Mike Bennington at Heatcraft. We do training exercises, little presentations, particularly related to the AMAC technology transition. And uh, during those, we get a lot of questions. And and while they while they they run the gambit, one of them, uh, I, I think, common thread is simply, what what do I need to do? What can I do? What are my options? And uh, and then that bears consideration now. The dates uh, for compliance are coming up very quickly, and you'll need to understand not only the differences between technologies and refrigerants that are available in broad categories, but also, for example, within A2Ls. Uh, the 454C, uh, as has been stated before, uh, performed very well. Uh, we're very comfortable with it. Um, we've got you know system designs that, that can accommodate the things like Glide. Um, but we'll get questions primarily around mitigation. So uh, what do I have to do in terms of mitigation and, and what causes mitigation to happen? Um, so uh, other questions around, gosh, how does this refrigerant operate differently in, in terms of, of refrigeration are simple because they don't really operate any differently. Um, so that's kind of the good news is, hey, put all of your focus uh, on the, the, on the safety requirements, on the regulations related to emissions, and not so much on the refrigerant as a refrigerant. Um, it's really not any different than it was before. Yeah, Mike, that's that's a great lead. Because, I mean, that's what, from a Comoros perspective, what we've been trying to promote is, is to get everyone comfortable with the refrigerant 
Um, as soon as someone hears the word flammable, they immediately think that there's uh, like a hydrocarbon or a propane in it. And R454C only has two components. It is R32 and R1234YF. Both of those are already A2L uh, categorized for under ASHRAE standard 34. So um, what I'd propose is, you know, as the equipment manufacturers are getting their training together and, and starting to promote it, I think something like an ESCO Institute or uh, ACA or Nate, you can get in and understand the refrigerant and understand that this isn't a big change. I think we went through a bigger change when we went from something like R22 to 410A. So these, this refrigerant, whether it's R454C or we actually have an R454A, it's once again, just two components. Um, understanding the refrigerant, getting that hurdle out of the way so that when folks like Heatcraft come out with the A2L uh, supported equipment, everyone can focus on what Mike just said, the mitigation strategies, how to install, you know, what, what's different in the installation and not have to worry about the refrigerant side of things. Yes. And Joe, anything from you on this? Yeah, I, I guess I would just echo what, uh, what Mike said. That's typically the first question that comes to us is, uh, what do I need to do differently? And as uh, Mike and Jeff both both highlighted, there's really not a whole lot that's different here from a compressor's perspective. I mean, people start asking about certified tools and things like that, but I mean, generally speaking, business as usual, there was very little different uh, in terms of approach. Your typical best practice service techniques apply with this just as they would today, another day in the office, right? As it would be today. Yes. Excellent. Well, thank you. And thank you to each of you, Joe, Jeff, and Mike, for participating in this webinar today. And let me just mention this message. Camores is a different kind of chemistry company driven by its purpose to create a better world through the power of courageous chemistry. With a world-class portfolio, Camores provides solutions for industry ranging from automotive, paints, and laminates to advanced electronics, construction, energy, and telecommunications, helping to make a world that is more colorful, capable, and cleaner. Again, thank you to Jeff Warther of Camores, Joe Summers from Copeland, and Mike Pennington from Heatcraft for participating in this webinar today. Thank you, gentlemen. That wraps up this episode of HVAC Chats. Thank you, as always, to our guests and to you, our beloved listeners. If this is your first time listening to HVAC Chats, be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcasting app. And if you are a regular listener, please share the podcast with your colleagues who would find our episodes valuable. Until our next episode, you can find us on contractingbusiness.com. This is Terry McIver. Have a great day, everybody.